Hello and welcome to Horror Cult Trash Other, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And this week we have something a little different for you guys. Pre-warning, you may or may not like this, you might just switch it off and never listen to us again, but we're having a break from trash for a bit. Because today, this is going to be released on the 1st of October, the month of Halloween. Ooh. What was that? <laughs> that was a ghost. Oh, terrifying. <laughs> if only they could see you as well. Oh, <laughs> that's rude. Wow. I love you, really. Anyway, uh, yeah, so normally we'd be talking about... Films that are so bad they're good. I mean, we've always said from the start, you know, it's masterpieces and trash the pieces. So, we are going to talk about some good films, and for the next five weeks or so, it is going to be nothing but good films, nothing but classics. But for today's episode, which is an introduction um, to the next few weeks, is uh, going to focus on the 31 Days of Horror in our watch list. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go through what we're watching. Uh, for the next 31 days, talk a bit about each film. And then we're going to uh, mention what some of you guys said you're going to be watching um, throughout October. Uh, the way we've structured this is we have some categories that were created by Chris, named by Chris. <laughs> um, and we've chosen a film each from the categories. Uh, so it'll be, for example, on uh, tonight we'll be watching A Nightmare on Elm Street. Spoiler alert for our first choice. And then tomorrow night would be my choice. So that's the way we've done it. So there's 32 films all together because the last date is a double feature. So shall we begin? Yes, yes. Let's, uh, let's crack on. Okay, well, you you go first because it's yeah. your choice first. Yeah, so uh, category number one was the Movie Murderers Hall of Fame. thought we'd start on a high. Or I thought we'd start on a high. And basically the just choose one sort of real famous... Movie murderer or serial killer, and uh, obviously my choice was Freddy Krueger. Love the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Nightmare on Elm Street is probably one of my favorite horror films. Love it. Love everything about it. Endlessly quotable. Scary when I was younger. I mean, you watch something, you know, twenty, thirty times, and it, it it's not as scary, but. I think the kills are great. I think the characters are great. It's got Ronnie Blakely in it, John Saxon, you know, Johnny Depp in his first film appearance. Very 80s. Just love it. Love that film. And I think it's a film you could watch again and again and repeat and it would oh, never hell yeah. get boring. It's just hell yeah. so entertaining. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it's pure entertainment. There are iffy parts to it, but I, I don't really want to talk about that. Uh, I don't know. The acting's a little... But I think that adds to the charm of it. I think that's yeah, why absolutely. it's so good. Yeah, it's just, it's just... And that goes for the franchise as a whole. Like It's it's one of my favourite franchises of all time, because even the bad films are still just so enjoyable. And it's entertainment in its purest form. It's, it's everything I want in a horror film. It really is. I just love it. I love it. And that's why it was my first choice. And I thought we would, should start on a high. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Continuing on a high uh, is my choice for Movie Murderers Hall of Fame. And that is Candyman, the Clive Barker film from the 90s, starring Tony Todd and Virginia Madsen. And 
this film, as I mean, as Chris was saying about Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, some films they lose their fear after a while. But for me, Candyman is a film that is just consistently so terrifying, just because of how chilling Tony Todd is in that film. I, you know, he, his voice, his presence, everything about him is just so scary. Um, you know, he is a great character actor. Even you know when he's appeared in other films like even his minor role in Final Destination, he's always got such a presence about him that just brings about so much fear, you know. Um, but, it, it, I mean, the film itself, Candyman, is just so much gore, you know, amazing soundtrack. It's just, it's not like anything else, really. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a great choice. I was a little surprised, actually. I assumed you would have went near Jason Voorhees' uh, route. But um, yeah, really great choice. Love Candyman. I think it's great. I think I I, I haven't watched it so much. Uh, I've probably watched it one or two times, so it still. Um, scares me actually. I do find it quite scary. Yeah, really good choice. Okay, and next up is another one of my choices in the Universal Monsters category. Now, I've chosen The Wolfman. Um, I've never actually seen The Wolfman. I chose it purely because of uh, word of mouth. Like a, a lot of people have said it's you know one of the best Universal Monsters films. And I've seen the remake, which is meh. It is what it is. But uh, just, you know, a lot of terrible CGI. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it looks, from what I've seen, it looks fantastic. And I really want to get into the Universal Monsters a lot more. Uh, I do love some old school horror, campy, you know, eerie, gothic looking horror. And it just, it, it looks fantastic to me. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I think sometimes when we choose films to watch, we maybe focus in terms of horror films on sort of certain decades and I, th- I think in our viewing we've neglected those really early horror films I mean I, I'm not as sort of well versed on universal monsters as I would hope to be so a great way to start with the wolfman and my choice Frankenstein have you did you, have you seen Frankenstein? I haven't. I've seen certain clips. Frankenstein looks more scary than the Wolfman, I'd say. I mean, there's that whole introduction. I can't remember where we saw it. It might have been on uh, some sort of YouTube compilation of uh, someone warning people how scary it is before it starts from back in the day. And then, of course, there's the famous scene of, uh, you know, Frankenstein's monster throwing the little girl into the lake when he's just trying to be playful with her. I think that sort of idea of... You know, someone who doesn't really know exactly what they're doing, but it's so dangerous at the same time, is uh, it's terrifying. And that clip always gives me chills. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, great. It is one of those sort of quintessential old school horror films that people have always said gave them nightmares when they were younger. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to us watching that. And next up is your choice. Yes. Uh, well, I called it There's a Ghost in My House. Uh, my choice was The Haunting. Uh, not the uh, Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones remake. Uh, the original. Um, not the Netflix series. You should probably also say that. I think that's a lot more popular than... 
The Haunting of Hill House, that's based off the same Oh, it story. is, yeah, based off the same novel, yeah. Um, Haunting of Hill House by uh, Shirley Jackson, I think it was. I believe so. Yeah, no, this is the uh, one from the 60s, I forget what year. It is the 60s. Yeah, starring um, Julie Harris, Russ Tamblin. Um, yeah, I think this is such a good film. Absolutely fantastic. I think it's scary. Don't you? Oh, I'd agree. I think it's very ahead of its time. I first saw this um, when Chris took me to see it at the uh, at, at the at a local theatre near us. They were doing a uh, Halloween season. Anyone from Coventry will uh, be familiar with the Albany Theatre. And it's quite old and... Uh, Quite eerie, very, just so old-fashioned, and they showed it in one of their big theatre rooms, and I was terrified for from for a film that's so, you know, I mean, from from the sixties and watching it for the first time, I was just on edge. Like there is a scene where the uh, two female leads are in a bedroom on their own, and the the spirit within the house is just doing something you'd expect to see in a modern day horror film, just like playing tricks, just like banging on the door, and just. But the tension in that scene was just unbearable uh, and scarier than most horror films these days, I'd say. Yeah, it's what, I know it's an old cliche, but it's, it's what you don't see yeah. that's scariest in this It might film. be the film that invented that. Um, potentially. It's, it's, if not, it's definitely close. Yeah. For yeah. ghost films, anyway. I mean, obviously you had Psycho released before that, which had the whole shower scene. You don't see any any sort of penetration with the knife, but that yeah. scares you, you know. You dirty bastard. Oh. <laughs> the word penetration caught me off guard then, sorry. And you're the well-spoken Yeah. One. <laughs> I meant to be For fuck's sake. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on after that? Uh, what was your choice for ghost films? My choice. Now, we are going to be doing specific episodes um, from films on this list. And we're going to mention them as we go along which ones we're choosing. Uh, where we're going to analyse them and do what we'd normally do in our usual episodes. And next week, we will be talking about the John Carpenter classic, The Fog. I fucking love this film. It's so... Well, I mean, I say it's underrated, but I posted a letterboxed review of it on our Facebook page a while back, and it's probably the most comments we've ever got from people saying how much they love that film. Um, It's one of his best. I mean, Halloween is my favourite film of all time, so it has to be my first favourite John Carpenter film, but this is such a close second, because this, this is a proper Halloween film. It's a proper ghost film. It's... Just so much to love about it. I mean, the cast is fantastic. You've got three amazing actresses. You have Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Leigh, Adrian Barbo, and of course, the man himself, fucking Tom Atkins. And he is in three of our choices, well, three of my choices for uh, <laughs> these 31 days. But I just love him. He is so, he has so much charisma. Doesn't have his moustache in this film, but, you know, I still love him. It shows more of a serious side to him, if anything. Which you don't really... I mean, he's very campy in his other film, so this is something you don't really uh, get to see often. But it's amazing in every way. And I recently showed you this for the first time, Chris. Yeah, I'd never seen it. I think a lot of people have um, a nostalgia attached to this film as well. Don't you? Yeah, oh, when absolutely. When did you first see it? I mean, I first watched it on a Halloween night, probably when I shouldn't have been on TV in my bedroom when I was about 14 years old. 
and it just scared the life out of me. But then I didn't revisit it until I saw John Carpenter doing his soundtracks live about five years ago. And even then, it was still scary. And even when we watched it recently, I, I was still... It was still so intense. I mean, the soundtrack, the direction, the cinematography, everything about it is just... I mean, I'm not going to try and go too much into it now because we're going to be going full in depth next week, but it's just the perfect ghost film. Yeah, I thought it was good. Good? <laughs> well, you're going to... Yeah, I know, yeah. You're going to have to tell us a bit more about this next one because this is something I haven't seen. Yes, uh, so we chose the category of Video Nasties. Here in the UK, I think everyone's aware of what the video nasties were back in the 80s. And I thought, why don't we pick two films from the video nasties list that we really enjoy? My choice was uh, The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. And uh, you've never seen this I've before, never seen have it. you? Nope. It's a UK slash Spanish production. It's... It's just a really good zombie film. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't push it too far. But it's just a really enjoyable zombie film from the 70s. Very, very quite British. Um, yeah, I just, I just remember really enjoying it. It's been quite a while since I watched it. So it'll be really nice to revisit it. Um, and yeah, uh, show Gary for the first time. How's it for practical effects and whatnot? Is it? Yeah, pretty. It's got I um in, in the the scene that I remember the most from it was um the nurse getting her her tit ripped off. Huh. So and I I remember that the practical effects being that pretty good. Sounds exactly like our type of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to revisit that. It's a shame actually that I didn't choose it for one of um our in depth episodes so hopefully we could go further oh, into yeah it in i mean we could always choose it for a future episode yeah maybe absolutely. do uh, a whole from video nasties or something like that yeah because I, I just I'm, I'm really looking forward to revisiting it and for my choice a film that's definitely underrated by chris this <laughs> film is nightmares in a damaged brain now i first watched this uh with my friend niall at sleepover we had uh the box of the band uh, box set that here in UK has a bunch of video nasties in it and uh, this is amongst them and you know it's one of those I didn't really have any expectations for it I'd never heard of it before we got that box set um, and it was just it just blew me away I just the practical effects in that were fantastic it was so all over the place but I think that added to why it was so effective like it it's about someone who's insane and it really you know, gives you that feeling of insanity throughout. Um, the the last act I thought was really intense, uh, where it turns into more of a traditional slasher film than the rest of it. The rest of it's all a bit weird, but then it just turns into this cat and mouse chase um, with a guy with a mask on, and it was quite scary. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but you know, I mean, we watched it amongst the likes of Driller Killer, which was. Highly disappointing. I thought Driller Killer was awful. Yeah, it just wasn't all that for me. A really awkward scene of loud pizza eating. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's, yeah. I just yeah. thought it was really boring. I mean, I generally yeah, it was nothing a really happened. Film. Terrible ending. Um, and it, we watched it. You know, with what else in that box? Zombie Flesh Eaters, I believe, was in there. The Evil Dead. 
all these classics, and you know, for me, it's up there with the classics. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like on the level of the Evil Dead, but it's still a film I'd happily give you know five stars to because it's just it, I feel like it did its job perfectly. It's sleazy. It's scary. I don't know. I love it. It's one of those films actually. I I always remember picking up the VHS whenever I was in Virgin Megastore, and um, being just super intrigued by it. Never. It was one of those that I thought was maybe too scary for me. Because the, the video packaging, if I remember correctly, looked really scary. Um, so I never really had the guts to buy it. And I didn't watch it until quite recently um, with Gary. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I, I, did, I thought the acting wasn't Oh, there great. is one annoying kid in this called CJ and he is a fucking dick. Yeah. He, remember when he's like playing a prank on his family and pretends he's dead and like it, it's just yeah he he's the most annoying thing about it yeah I thought I thought the, the, the lead guy hammed it up great twist though a lot yeah an I never twist. seen it coming no myself. I didn't and do you know what I'm not gonna lie I didn't um, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna say what it is make it a good twist if you don't see it coming we're but. not gonna say what it is just in case you guys haven't seen it yet but it's it's a fantastic twist yeah I thought so anyway. yeah yeah. Next up, uh, we are diving into found footage, um, a category that I prefer more than Chris. And uh, we've caught, Chris has called this category, oh, look what I found. Yeah. In that exact voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look what I found. There was a lot of choices for this. Up oh, there were some of my choices would have been uh, the likes of Hell House, which I don't care what anyone says, is one of the best found footage films of the last. God knows how. It's it's up there with some of the best of all time. It's it's so scary. Um, check it out if you haven't seen it. Paranormal Activity Three. Um, one of the best in the franchise. That was up there with my choices. But I've chose to go with something that Chris hasn't seen yet. A film called Grave Encounters, um, which is essentially about a group of paranormal investigators that go to an abandoned asylum, uh, and. You know, they go there f- trying to find some ghosts and whatnot, and it just goes horribly wrong. A premise that's been done so many times since, but this, quote me if I'm wrong, let us know, but I think this may have been the first film, at, at least in modern day, that did this, before this whole craze kicked off. I mean, obviously, the, the found footage craze kicked off with Paranormal Activity, but this came after that. We did something a little different with it. There's some dodgy CGI in it, but for the most part, it's... Uh, very effective film there's it's very claustrophobic um great acting it's just yeah i I really really enjoyed it when i first watched it um i know it's really famous for the trailer because of the whole cgi jump scare bit in it but it's so much better than that um yeah it's it's one that definitely needs to be seen it had had a disappointing sequel but it's worth seeing alone just for the first film what are your expectations for it I don't have any expectations. Um, <laughs> Gary loves a found footage film. I, do. I I don't really rate them that much. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I hope it's, I just, uh, I hope it's not like the gallows. <laughs> oh God, I hated the gallows. I, I see, I really enjoyed it when it first came out, but in recent rewatch, I was like, oof, oh, oh, that's rough. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to found footage, I mean, there probably is literally two films that I okay. really, really You enjoyed enjoy. VHS 2 and Wreck. What set them apart from oh, everything yeah. else? I forgot about them. 
I don't. I, I suppose they felt a little more. And Hell House, you enjoyed Hell House, didn't you? Hell House was all right. Yeah, I don't, Maybe I'm just not a fan of that sort of camera work. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get a big backlash now. Um, but it's just some piece about, of shit. Not like yeah, it's <laughs> something about fan footage films that I just find them a bit. Don't know. What's the best fan footage film for you? My, my the best I would say is. Is it going to be your choice? No, no, it's not actually. I would say it probably is Blair Witch Project. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I love Blair Witch Project. I enjoy that. Um, I think maybe a lot of fan footage films feel the same. Maybe that's my issue. They do now. And that's only because everyone tried to copy Paranormal Activity. And that's why films like uh, Hell House and... I mean, Wreck, RC, however you want to call it. That came out prior to Paranormal Activity. Or it may have actually been the same year that Paranormal Activity was released in festivals, 2007. So, out of the two, I'd always say Wreck is a better film. Um... But I don't think that's what caught the found footage thing on. I think it was definitely paranormal activity because then you had films like The Last Exorcism, um, The Gallows, and you know and things like. And it, it, it's died off quite fast. It's it's died off quite fast. But I think, again, coming off paranormal activity, that spawned all the supernatural films like Insidious, The Conjuring, and films like that, which kind of took over the found footage thing and has brought us to the state we're in now with films with you know, jump scare after jump scare, which is fine, you know, I mean, it's not all bad, but then you get, it leads to that sort of, it leads to that stage where too many films try and copy it, like, my best example of this is The Curse of La Llorona, um, a film that was released this year, which is just, it's just everything you expect to see, it's nothing, brings nothing new to it, it's just a carbon copy, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, same old plot, you know, it, it, you need something different to come along, like Annabelle Comes Home. I thought that was much better because it introduced new elements into it, like the whole, it was like Night at the Museum, but horror. And, you know, I, I'm going off on a tangent here about modern day horror, but I'm sure, do you get what I mean? I understand, uh, yeah. You need to look more fun with something new it's, in it, you know? I think sometimes... Particularly with horror films, it can feel a bit like they've got a checklist. The director has a checklist and we've got to have this in it. We've got to have that in it. You know, paint by numbers. Very sort of same-ish. Very same-ish. Very repetitive. Um, So it's nice to see something different every once in a while, obviously. Um, Hopefully, Grave Encounters is... One of those films when you show it me. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. It has got a lot of it's jump scares, out, but it's it, a little out of the box. Yeah, it's got jump scares, but it has got a psychological side to it as well. That's more effective than the jump scares. So, what is uh, your choice? Actually, it sums you up with found footage. This film is only part found footage. Yes, it's only part <laughs> found footage, and it, um, it's Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, a film I greatly admire, which I I think is one of those films that, you know, doesn't do it by the numbers. Well, when you say greatly admire, we greatly admire to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I, and it's, it's, it's an, an issue with a lot of similar films at the time. Obviously, um, the version we'll watch 
is animal cruelty free. Um, yeah, I'm not a big not a big fan of that. But that aside, I do think it's a very effective film. I had never seen anything like that before before no. I watched it. The found footage is used. Like it. Ama- to an amazing that's, level yeah it's used yeah and I think so I think realistic. maybe that's why I've chosen it as my found footage film because I think a lot of found footage films have a lot of filler in them I like the, the found footage part of this if I'm not a fan of that style it gets to it you know mm. it gets to the point and it's not for the whole film. The director was arrested, wasn't he? The director was arrested, yes. Um, they thought it was a real film. Understandably and the so. actors were actually... He actually told them to sort of go into hiding for a bit whilst the film had been released to add to that. So he, he was kind of at fault himself. and uh, But he, yeah, he got arrested in Italy... And he had to sort of ask them to come out of hiding and say, yeah, we're not dead. He's doing Comic Cons now, which I found quite unusual. Yeah, you, you assume... You watch a film like Cannibal, uh, Cannibal Holocaust and you assume that the director is some sort of depraved maniac. <laughs> you know, because the first time I watched it, oh my, it was so shocking. Really, I just found it incredibly... Um, scary and you know um, what's the word that I want disturbing yeah disturbing I was quite disturbed and part of that was the animal cruelty which I really really didn't like um, but the the rest of the film is very it didn't need it you know I, I, maybe that's something we can talk about in the future yeah um, because a lot of films at the same time use this I don't know what for it's completely unnecessary um but <laughs> Friday the 13th did it yeah those yeah, bastards <laughs> yeah. the snake like yeah. <laughs> I mean why the f- I mean the Italians they they got a little weird of it and did it with like almost every cannibal film you'd see and Friday the 13th comes along and they just kill a snake that was so unnecessary yeah it was actually because they could have just made a fake one. Yeah. If you had Tom Savini, he could have made one. And it's such a dramatic scene as well. Like, there's no soundtrack on it. It's like, ah, and that's it. By Snake. Yeah. Hmm. I hope they ate it afterwards. What just, the Just fuck? as a justification. Why the fuck could you eat a snake? I mean, you can eat snakes. Can you? Snake. Oh, yeah. People eat tarantulas for Christ's sake. You can eat a snake. Sure, people eat snakes. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, no, I'm sure of it. Anyway, your choice again next. Yes, my choice again. We thought we'd do a little horror in space. I know, I know. We've covered a couple of alien films. Yeah. On, Thank on you the for podcast. putting it into a horror in space and not sci-fi horror. Yes. You were very lucky. I didn't horror choose Jason X. Horror in space. So this is. Well, Jason X is in space. I know. I was saying you're lucky. I didn't choose it. Oh yeah, no, very <laughs> fortunate. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, so I chose, obvious choice, Aliens, fantastic film. Not Alien 2? <laughs> no, not Alien 2. This is the proper one now. The proper Alien this sequel. Is, this is James Cameron's masterpiece. Sigourney Weaver is on top form. The get away from her, you bitch film. Absolutely. Love everything about it. Great action. Great horror. Wonderful suspense. Endlessly quotable. 
absolute sleigh queen at the helm. Fantastic. Love, love, love Aliens. Yeah, one of the best sequels of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it surpasses the original. Oh, hell yeah. And, and that's, you know, the originals are, you know... Five, both five-star five, films. Five-star, both five-star films. I just think Aliens is, is slightly better. Um, but it's like the same way that Terminator... I think Terminator, Terminator 2 is yeah, better than absolutely. the original. You know, I, I could easily watch either of them at any time. Yeah. Love it, love it. I don't think much needs to be said on that one. No. No, it is what it is. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. I chose another film I haven't seen yet, Event Horizon. Now, this film, I have... People have raved about this to me. People are saying it's a masterpiece. Uh, I've never never seen it. Um, I really want to, though. I'm quite excited to check it out. Uh, yeah, just... It, it looks like a great film. Have you heard much about this? No, I haven't. I, I think I, one of my old VHSs or, or DVDs had the trailer on. Um, but I don't remember much about it. Who do you even know who's in it? Who directed it? Oh god! I'm getting completely blind. I think to this one. I think yeah, I know the lead actor. Is, is it Sam Neill? Oh, is it Sam Neill? I don't know. It looks like Sam Neill. Can you get your phone? Check um, this out. Yeah. If if I'm wrong, people are gonna fucking hate me. Oh, this is a very popular film. You have you not got your phone? I don't know where I've put it. Oh no! Oh, it's right there. Oh, it's right there. Right there in front of me. Go so, um... Well, Gary, feel some time whilst you're watching. Uh, whilst I'm looking whilst at <laughs> We're not actually watching Event Horizon right now. <laughs> Speaking of Sam Neill, are you excited by this Jurassic Park news? Uh, yes. Well, no. Speaking of Sam Neill, speaking of... Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Is back. I love and, hang Laura on. Dern. And Laura Dern aside, Jeff fucking Goldblum is coming back as well. Yeah. Uh, what? What do you mean? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, the Jeff man himself. I, I do like Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum. So, yeah, I've got it. Event Horizon. Starring? Starring Lawrence Fishburne. Uh-huh. Kathleen Quinlan. Mm-hmm. Jolie Richardson. Yeah. And Sam Neill. Thank God. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and who directed it? Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. Oh, really? Ah. Is he the one that did... Um, Any vs. Predator? Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he did more combat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great start. Anyway. <laughs> I can't, I'm not doing Should my more combat your... impression. <laughs> and now you must die. No, no. Is no, that the no. sequel? That's the sequel, yeah. Oh, Mortal Kombat! Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. That's why I wasn't going to do it. Uh. <laughs> Next is our second analyse an episode. Yes, so we thought we'll go for a classic category summer camp slashes my choice sleepaway camp hey Bob Arriba don't put more effort into it than that <laughs> excuse me hey Bob Arriba <laughs> it's sleepaway camp <laughs> shut the fuck up um yeah what 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 are your thoughts? So Lesser Rose slaying the game. Yeah, there's no yeah, there's no point in going as too in depth for it. I just when it comes to summer camp slashes, this is a real quintessential one. The scariest part of this film is the camp counsellors. The pervy camp counsellors. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some real iffy bits. Oh, I can't wait to I can't wait to talk about this. Great, great twist. Um real fun film to watch. I really enjoyed it, and 
maybe we can touch on the sequels a little bit next week as well because I actually quite like the sequels. Next week? Next week we're doing the fuck. Oh, next week. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, no, Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 are... uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 is is great. Sleepaway Camp 3 is... uh, eh. Yeah. 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 But we'll speak on it further in a a future episode. But that was my choice and I love it. So much to talk about with that film as well. Uh, Next is my choice for Summer Camp Slashers and it's in my opinion, one of one of the greatest slasher films of all time, The Burning. Yeah, just it's just such an amazing film. It's pisses me off so much that every time we watch it, the producing credits come up for the Weinstein's. It's yeah, really, really pisses me off. Like the same way it pisses me off that Roman Polanski directed Rosemary's Baby. The it's I mean you just yeah. There's a lot of other people that worked on these films. Weinstein's aside, because they, they, you know, produced a lot of our favourite films, you know, Scream, um, you know, some of the, like, Halloween sequels, I believe. Everything. 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 Tarantino did. Yeah, everything Tarantino did, you know, and it it is really frustrating. But, I mean, that aside, everything about this film, other than its producing credits, is just perfect. It's the perfect slasher film. I, in the same way that I would say... Friday the 13th, the final chapter of the perfect slasher film, and Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween. This is up there with them, in my opinion. It's just the gore, Tom Savini at his best. Um, the acting's not awful. Um, you know, it, it gets straight into it. Great villain. Uh, but really, you know, it still to this day looks great. Uh, the raft scene, if you haven't seen the raft scene, the burning, it's worth watching the whole film just for that alone. It, it it's just incredible. Five star film, easily. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. I th- I think it's a great slasher film. It's got everything that you need in there. Um it, you know, doesn't ask any great questions about existence or, or anything like that. It's just It's just a good a time. It's a really fun film to watch. The gore is great. Um there's a bit of nudity if you're into that. Uh, the acting is is pretty good. To be fair, you've yeah. got, you know, some. Some actual famous faces in it as well. Holly Hunter mm. is in it in a small role. Uh, Brian Becker, who was in Fast Times at Richmond High, uh, Jason Alexander, who went on to Seinfeld fame. So it's, it's a quintessential eighties, you know, slasher film. You've got you, future stars in it, because they all they all did. One horror film, didn't they, at the beginning of their careers? How fortunate then to have done this people. one, because you get some that end up in something really bad. Like I mean, you got Paul Rudd in uh, Halloween Six, and you know Leonardo DiCaprio and Chris Three was it? Three, yeah, yeah. Chris Three. You know, you you get people in roles like that, and then you know, obviously, anyone who was in this and went on to uh, bigger roles. What a fortunate career they've had. Yeah. <laughs> But um, talking of perfect horror films, next is another one of my choices. In the side-splitting horror category for horror comedies is Night of the Creeps. I fucking love this film. Oh, my God. Another Tom Atkins film. Tom Atkins on top form. So many quotable moments from him. Um, We've got Rusty Griswold in it. One of the Rusty Griswolds, anyway, from European Vacation. 
it's just so fun. It is so fun. I only watched it for the first time last year, and it's from the director of the fantastic you know, Monster Squad, the not-so-fantastic Robocop 3. Um, but it's just, it's just pure entertainment. It's just pure entertainment from start to finish. Great effects, hilarious acting, some real great, you know, hamming it up, camp acting. It's just great. I love it. I love it so much. Great splatter film as well. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's... Um, Pure 80s. Yeah. Well, isn't it set in the 50s? And, and that's the thing. It's pure <laughs> 80s. No, it's pure 80s, but set in the 50s. Um, well, I think it's partially of... set in the 50s. I think it's it, partially? The, the beginning is, because I remember it looking like a proper old school 50s film. I think there's like a driving scene, if I remember correctly, and it, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, 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 re- I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny, campy, you know, fun. I managed to be meeting Fred Decker, the director, and uh, I could confess my love to him for the film in person. <laughs> We're going to uh, For the Love of Horror in Manchester on October the 18th, or 19th, I believe. And, yeah, they've got, like, a Lost Boys reunion going on, which is a very close choice um, for me on this one. I very nearly chose Lost Boys because it's one of my favourite films of all time. But I just... I really wanted to, uh, you know, revisit this again. Um, means I'd only watched it for the first time last year. Great film. I'd recommend it to anybody. And what was your choice for uh, Side Splitting Horror? My choice was House. Uh, the... Not the... Sean S. Cunningham. Yeah. The Japanese film from the nineteen seventies. Um, that's a film we watched together quite recently, wasn't it? Twice, maybe one year. I believe. Twice it was, yeah, because I, fucking love this film. It's batshit crazy. It don't make, a hundred percent of sense, but it's so fun and it's so funny, and it's. Yeah, just I I just think it's fantastic. It's not like anything else. It's it's it, not like anything else I've ever watched. Might be one of the most original horror films of all time because there's just it, it, it things just happen. It's just a lot of I mean the cinematography is mind blowing. It it looks incredible. It's a beautifully shot film. Yeah. But it makes no sense. It's very, it's very <laughs> Japanese. It's very it, Japanese. Yeah, I'd recommend it to anybody. Again, fantastic. It's, it's five-star des- film. It's so hard to describe. Yeah. Because it's, it is it is a comedy at heart, I think. There oh, it is definitely a comedy. Very funny films. And it's it's not like a splatterfest or anything. Um, but there's the many horror elements to it. And it, it's just... Crazy, just crazy. It is. Yeah, just a real fun watch, you know. Again, and it's like a lot of these films that we've chosen. You know, they're not great allegories on life and our place in the universe. They're just really fun films to watch, and sometimes that's all you need. Well, that's definitely all you need in October when yeah. you're on oh, a Halloween yeah. watch list. Oh, for Halloween, yeah, yeah, just really fun films, wonderful films. Yeah, love it. I'd recommend you, House, actually. You again? Is this me again? Oh, oh yes. So this is a category I, I was really quite um, excited for, actually. Um, it's films that scared us as kids. So it's not necessarily horror films. 
but films that scared us as children. Yeah. So my choice was Return to Oz, which is the sequel, the uh, the 80s sequel to Wizard of Oz. And I was really fucking scared of this film when I was younger, and I watched it. And it's, I think it's a PG in it. So it's it is like, a PG. It's not meant to be a horror film, but a lot, a lot of aspects of this film are really, really quite creepy. Have you seen it? I've never seen it. Have you never I've seen it? I've heard lots about it, but I've never seen it. Oh, this, um, the Wheelers. Have you seen pictures of them? Yeah. Yeah, they're so scary. The um, evil witch or, or queen, and I can't remember... Um, she has all these heads in her sort of chambers and she swaps them. So there's a scene where Dorothy is surrounded by all these heads in these um, glass cabinets and she has to take a key from one of them. And it's just these... And they're all alive. They all start moving and shit. And it's actually really, really scary. I'm really excited to see it. It, it really sounds, scared me. As a sounds kid. bizarre. It, and it, not the whole, not the whole film scary, but there's a really creepy, uh, vibe to the to the whole of the film. You know, it's not a musical. It's it is a sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Technically, I think it's more, um, based on the the novel, um, rather than a direct sequel to Wizard of Oz. There's no singing, there's no dancing, you know. It's not chirpy. It's pr- it's pretty quite... Just hardcore fucking scares. It is. It is really quite scary. Yeah. Well, for my choice, I go with something that, I mean, is kids' horror, can we say? Um, this was always going to be my choice for a category like this. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. When I watched this as a kid, I must have been about six, five years old, maybe. Maybe seven, the oldest. And the scene halfway through in which the zombies come back to life scared the life out of me. It was just so jarring for a, an animated film. And obviously before this, I'd watched Scooby-Doo on a regular basis. So I loved it. Um, it was one of my favourite animated series. And when watching this film, it just got to this bit and it was like, Holy shit. Where does this come from? It's just so... <laughs> it looks like they've animated an Italian zombie film. It's amazing. There's, there's so many nods to old school horror films in this film. Um, which, I mean, you know, kids ain't going to get this. But it, it could be fully appreciated by adults, which I think explains why all of a sudden, I've noticed this year more than ever, it, it seems to have became a cult classic. Um... There's so many people that uh, I've talked, spoke about it this year, which reminded me that it existed. Uh, you know, so I recently brought it on DVD, and I can't wait to show Chris because it is fantastic. Well, it's I've not seen many other of the full length Scooby Doo films other than the live action ones, but this is it's great. It's from what I can remember, it's it's really really good. You've not seen it, have you? No, no, but it definitely seems to have a cult following. Yeah. Um. So I'm really intrigued to watch it. Obviously, I loved Scooby-Doo when I was younger. Um, I think everybody loved Scooby-Doo when they were younger in, in any of its incarnations. So really excited to watch this one. And you again. Oh, you, best named category out of all of them. Okay, so 
I called this one where, <laughs> um, should have worn a condom. And this is Creepy Kids. <laughs> so just in case anyone sees the name of this category and are expecting It Follows, no. This is not films about Oh, sex. no, it's not about <laughs> STIs, no. No, it's about Creepy Kids. And, um, which, there were so many Creepy Kids oh, God, films yeah. we could have chosen from. Um, so many. And so many good ones as well. Yeah. Uh, my, um, my choice is the original Omen, which I don't think... I think it gets enough credit. Um, but it's some, a classic. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, the conversation goes towards The Exorcist. I, I didn't really want to choose The Exorcist. I thought, do you know what, I haven't seen The Omen in a while. Always really, really enjoyed The Omen. Always thought it was a great film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's one of those, it, it came along, which, you know, the first time I watched it, it would have been, I think around the same time the remake came out, so like 2006, and I was just, you know, I seen the remakes coming out, I was really curious, so I watched the original, and it's just really, so good. So well made. It's, it's such a well made horror film. It's, yeah. Uh, I watched the sequels, which uh, weren't quite as great, especially part three. Have you seen Omen 3? I haven't, it's no. It's fucking boring. It, nothing happens in that film. We'll rewatch it one day, so you can watch all of them, but it, it's not great. The Omen 2, I remember having its moments, but the, the first one, you can't beat it. That I mean, soundtrack. Yeah. By itself, just that soundtrack and some really great kills. The acting in the third act as well, considering the story behind it. Oh my God. So powerful. Yeah, I mean, you had at that, that sort of time real, you know, Hollywood legends acting in these horror films. Um, you know, in, in the case of the Omen, Gregory Peck, who was mm. a fantastic actor. And it, he really... I think maybe with the material, he could have, you know, just phoned it in. But I, I think... He well, his son died. Job. His son died around the time when they were filming Oh, wow. This. Really? So when he's holding that knife up to oh, Damien, that's why that. that scene is so powerful. Yeah. It, it's... Yeah, it's packs an emotional punch especially when you know the backstory to it it's amazing yeah and real great acting i mean david, david warner, warner one of our uh, um cult film favorites yes uh lee remick you know she's great in it as well yeah just a, a really really good who played film. the nanny in it she was um, Billy Whitelaw, I think it was. Do you was. know what? And even, I will say this, but the remake isn't exactly a perfect film. It's nowhere near as good as the original, but Mia Farrow oh, in that film. Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow killed it in that film. She was so scary as the nanny. I mean, again, it's nowhere near as good as the original, but yeah. And the kid's creepy as well. Yeah. The kid yeah. manages to be creepy. For my choice, I have chosen a film that has been spoken about so much but not by a lot of podcasts. Um, it's a film that anyone you speak to about it who's seen it will know about it, and it's famous backstory, and this is another film we're going to analyse and go in depth about. We are talking about 1992's Ghost Watch, the TV film that was broadcast on BBC. Uh, that I, Again, I don't want to go too much into this, because this will probably be a long episode when we go and talk about this. There's so much to talk about. It was broadcast as a live event um, with Michael Parkinson. Um, for anyone in the UK will be familiar with Michael Parkinson, I believe. 
Um, and a real, real TV personalities from that time that were really popular. You know, you had Craig Charles. Everyone knew who these people were. They had no reason to think that this wasn't being broadcast live. But as it goes on, the events get more and more outrageous and... It, it, you know, it, people ended up thinking that there was a live seance going on on TV. And it was just... And it was affecting the whole nation. The story behind it is what makes it so fantastic. It, they fooled the whole nation. There was some serious consequences. I believe someone may have actually committed suicide because they thought this was real. Uh, it was banned for a number of years. It is something else. And it's so ahead of its time. It really took the found footage format by storm years before the found footage format was even popular you know this was years before Blair which it's yeah it just predates so much and if you watch it now you'd swear it was made nowadays because it is so ahead of its time and the reason I put it in the creepy kids category is because I think the uh, the child actors in this film at, at first their acting is a little questionable but then as it goes on there's a possession scene and the daughter is so creepy uh, in this scene. And yeah, it, there's just like scenes where the, the younger child's talking to about the ghost and whatnot. It's, yeah, I don't want to go too much into it, but it's, it is worthy for the creepy kids category. That's for certain. What's your thoughts on it? You only watched this for the first time. Yeah, I did. And, and um, I, I think the concept is quite groundbreaking for the time. Yeah, absolutely. I think genuinely... Um, very ballsy thing to do in, was it 1992? 1992. Yeah, very, very ballsy thing to do. And has it aged terribly well? Not really. I, I think from a British... But the pers- concept. Yeah, the concept has. I think from a British perspective, I just sit there and I'm like, oh my God, it's Craig Charles. Um, <laughs> you know, and it takes me out of it a little bit. Um but yeah, it's 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 very effective in what it does. I can imagine at the time. Oh, at the time, this would have been. It would be, you know, really really scary for those watching at home. I envy anyone who was old enough at that time to watch it. And a very interesting story around it. Yeah. So that would be nice to look into. Yes, a definitely. A bit more. Yeah. Uh, my choice again next. We've got horror with subtitles again. A category where there's endless choices. Uh, but I have gone with a film we watched for the first time this year that actually just blew me away. Um, Eyes Without a Face, a French film from 1960 that, again, ahead of its time, there's a sequence in this involving surgery that had me sweating whilst I was watching it. This is such an effective film and so influential as well. Uh, I mean, like, the mask in this film, I believe, loosely uh, inspired John Carpenter for Michael Myers in Halloween. Uh, it's just... So suspenseful, so creepy. Amongst some of the scariest films of all time, I'd say. I, th- I think it's just amazing. Yeah, very effective. Way ahead of its time. Um, just, yeah. Phenomenal acting. Especially yeah. from the lead girl. She is yeah really, really creepy in it. Yeah, very good. Very good. W- way Great ahead goal. of its time. Yeah, it, that was groundbreaking. I mean, you, you look at other films released around that time and... It was released the same year as Psycho, which is bizarre. I mean, obviously, Psycho is a masterpiece for a whole other reason. They're both very influential, but Eyes Without a Face just does something completely different there. I mean, not many people have done. No, very atmospheric as well. Yeah. And your choice is something interesting. I don't know a thing about this film. No, and I don't know too much about it. I think this is my event horizon. So I chose um, 
oh, forgive me on my pronunciation, Anibaba. I, I don't miss any of my pronunciation. Anibaba, <laughs> yeah. Um, which is a Japanese film from the 1960s. I see it everywhere. Every time I see it, oh, gotta watch that. Oh, we better watch that. Oh, Gary. Gary, you know, we should watch that sometime. So here it is. I think it's a good choice. Or, uh, I hope it's a good film. It looks creepy. Neither of us have watched it. Um, so I thought, you know what? We're finally going to watch it after all this time for Halloween. And it, it looks great. It looks fantastic. And we both love Japanese cinema. Yeah. We both really love Japanese cinema. So I don't see any reason why we're not going to love this uh, film. Uh, the title translate, its literal meaning is Demon Hag. <laughs> so I'm well excited to watch oh, I this. Can't wait. Really, really excited. And I, I hope actually sometime in the future we might do a, a little episode on Japanese horror. Yeah. Um There's a lot to go over. Yeah, a lot to go over. So I'm really excited for this one, but I don't know too much about it except the fact that I constantly see the poster everywhere I turn and it's about time we gave it a viewing. Well, next up, we have the Terror in the Jungle category, which focuses on horror set in the jungle. Yeah, tropical horror. Yeah, uh, mainly, obviously, Italian. Uh, both choices are Italian. First up, my choice is Zombie Flesh Eaters, one of my favourite zombie films of all time. It's perfect in every way. Um, <laughs> you have a fucking zombie fighting a shark. I mean, I don't know how else to justify it. <laughs> the gore in this is phenomenal. Um, the obviously the famous eye scene with the wood going into it, it still has me cringing now when I'm watching it. It's yeah, fantastic film, unofficial sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's up there with some of the best Italian horror films. I think it's just so much to love about. Again, I watched this at quite an early age. Um, I mean, I knew of it being banned and whatnot, and then I felt rebellious for watching it, but uh. Yeah, it scared me. Um, you know, not many zombie films can do that. I, I think with zombie films, a lot of them can be a bit samey. Um, there's only a few that stand out, like Return of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and the whole Romero original trilogy. Um, and then, yeah, there's this film, and I think it does stand out. Yeah, great film. Fulci on top form. Yeah. Uh, he was really on top form around that time. He was. Yeah. Um, everything you want from a zombie film... Everything you want from a Fulci film. The zombies look great in it. They look so they good. They do. They do actually look really good. Um, but, you know, if Dawn of the Dead has one ever so slightly tiny fault, is that the dead don't actually look that dead. But um, they, I think that's what makes Dawn of the Dead so special. Yeah, great. They've you got know, that iconic I, look, I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not me saying Dawn of the Dead's a shit film, you know. But in Zombie Flesh Eaters... The zombies look a bit more. They like, actually like right They've corpses. been under the ground yeah. for a while. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and the effects are great. Um, it's as campy as you want it to be. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, oh my god, fucking fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. Such, I love that. I love that theme. Really do. Yeah. And what's your choice? Uh, my choice is Cannibal Ferox. Um, so I, I sort of. Chosen Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox. Another fun that made me squirm. Yeah. Cannibal, uh, Cannibal Holocaust, I think, is a better film, but 
Cannibal Fear Rocks is a really fun... It's worth it for its final act. It, it yes. It's a slow burner. Yes, yes, that's very true. It's a slow burner, but once it gets into it, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's not a perfect film, um, but it's a fun film to watch. Again, the animal cruelty I'm not a big fan of. No. Um, but there's some great death scenes in this film. Yeah. Yeah, some really great death scenes. Um, some horrible people who really deserve these death scenes as mm-hmm. well. Like, really horrible people. Uh, very, again, very much in the vein of uh, Italian cannibal films at the time. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's just a really fun film to watch. Um, I thought it was one that we could we would want to watch again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I know a film that you definitely want to watch again. That's my next choice. For our third times the charm category for the third film in franchises, I have chose Halloween 3 Season of the Motherfucking Witch. Hmm. What a film. Chris has a mouthful of coffee right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to laugh. So why is why is this your your pick? Because it's a man? fucking great film. I'm my appreciation for this film has grown so much over time. When I first watched it, I was watching it for a Halloween sequel. I thought it was terrible, disappointed. Watched it again after and I thought, you know what? This is quite. This is so campy. This is quite fun. Showed Chris it um, last year, I believe, and oh, my appreciation just grew for it so much more. Don't look at it as a Halloween film. If you're going to watch this film, don't look at it as a Halloween sequel because, which I mean, I suppose it's bad for me putting it in a sequels category, but as a standalone film, this is so much fun. Again, Tom Atkins hamming it up so much, being a ladies' man, <laughs> taking... Ladies' <laughs> man? Taking this girl to see who killed her father, seducing her and sleeping with her and checking her age before he sleeps with her. <laughs> Tom Atkins is fucking unbelievable, but I fucking love him so much. This film, it's just amazing. It's, it's just great. It's so much fun. It's classic 80s horror. It's a perfect Halloween film. Perfect. Not as in the franchise, but I mean, the season itself. It's just the best theme song from any film ever made. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, Yeah. It's just great. So much fun. So many great practical effects in it, which is something that a lot of people, you know, look past and think, oh, it's a terrible film. It's a trash film. It's not. It's it's more than that. It, it, it is. It's not amazing, but it is great, I'd say. It's not... You can't throw it into a bad film category. You look at it as not a Halloween film and look past its ridiculousness and enjoy it for its campy fun. And you got a fun film. Nah. Shake your head at me. No, uh, I'm, I, I can't say I'm a fan, if I'm being perfectly honest. I thought it was stupid. But um, that's why it's so good. No, 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 I, I thought it was stupid. Uh, not even in a fun way. I thought there was <laughs> one actually quite good standout scene. Involving child death. Yeah, yeah. Don't word it like that. Unless <laughs> sad. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a standout scene. You know, but I thought the rest, everything around it was... So you didn't enjoy Tom shit. Atkins kicking a mask perfectly onto a security camera? No, I didn't. From a long no. distance? No, because I thought that was stupid. He actually did it himself. And he did every take. Did he really? He did so many takes to get oh, it right. Wow. Yeah. Well, he got it right Do you every like... take? No. He had to keep doing it till he got it right. Oh. But he actually did that. 
Do you appreciate it more now? No. If he'd got it right every time, I'd be like, yeah, Tom Atkins, you're the man. But, but Tom Atkins is the man. Well, yeah, no, I don't... I, no, I don't... I, but you might enjoy it more this time. Uh, we'll keep... I'll keep making you watch it till you enjoy it. You can't! <laughs> I'll keep playing the theme song until you enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. My choice... <laughs> moving swiftly on... Is an actual very good film. It's Day of the Dead. Oh, you freeze bell. Sorry? <laughs> did, you li- did you actually just say Halloween 3 is better no, than Day I'm, of okay, the Dead? Okay, Day of the Dead is a five star film. Day, Day of the Dead, fantastic film. I mean, Night, Dawn, Day, all five star classics. Yep. You know. I've only seen this one once. Have you? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a great film. Yeah. It, it's free. I know, I don't. I think it obviously does get the recognition, um, but when when you're up against Night and Dawn, you know, yeah, th- this this is my least favorite of the three. But it's like we said earlier, it's you know, clutching at straws. They're all fucking fantastic. This is my second favorite of the three. Oh, Dawn Day Night, because of Barbara. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, the, there is an annoying character in this film, but he's meant to be annoying and he gets what he deserves, but Barbara... Oh, Barbara fucking what she deserves. Yeah, yeah, but, she, you know, she's more annoying. Yeah, Barbara does take you away. Like that scene where she just tells her fucking boring story about her and Johnny. <laughs> it fucking goes on forever. And he just slaps her on her face, like, pull yourself together. Yeah, that's the right answer. Just shut the fuck up. Night Living Dead is a classic though, and despite how annoying Barbara is, it is a five star film. But yeah, no, I chose Day of the Dead. I thought it was. I mean, there's quite a few really good third films. The oh know, yeah, there's Three Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Yeah. How Razor Three. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, what a disaster! I mean, I I mean, you could put in a case for Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, really. Return not, the Living Dead three. Oh, do you know what? Film. I enjoyed three. I enjoyed Friday the Thirteenth Part Three more on the latest rewatch of it than I have before. I appreciate it for what it is now. Yeah, yeah. Even though the three, even though we can appreciate it in three D. Yeah. yeah. Next choice is our final episode we're going to do before Halloween. And it's for a horror at the Oscars category. Chris? I chose Silence of the Lambs. Um, I, I think we can all agree now this is a horror film. I think that's, you know, been and gone now. It's not up for discussion. Silence of the Lambs is a horror film. And in my opinion, Silence of the Lambs is the greatest film that has ever been made. It's like this fucking it's diehard Christmas film thing. It's like... Yes, it's set at Christmas. It shows a Christmas film. Silence of the Lambs. It's fucking based on Ed Gein. Of course it's a fucking horror film. Yeah, I mean, it has so much that's quintessential horror, you know, and... Buffalo Bill alone makes that a horror film. Yeah. 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 No, Hannibal Lecter makes it a horror And Hannibal film. Lecter, he's a horror icon. Yeah, it, it's a horror... Okay. I said this wasn't up for discussion, so... No, it wasn't, Mum. I'm, I'm, I'm standing <laughs> yeah. your corner. I know, I, I know. But I, I feel like everybody else will as well, so I don't feel like I need, you know, to explain myself. Uh, we are going to have a whole episode on Silence of the Lambs. Maybe touch on the sequels. Hopefully not. 
too much. Um, because I I genuinely believe that Silence of the Lambs is the greatest film that has ever been made. Every single second of this film is cinematic perfection. Yeah. I I genuinely and feel... And you say not so much in the sequels. You haven't seen Red Dragon. Red Dragon's fantastic. Yeah. Really yeah. good. I've seen Manhunter. That was good. Hannibal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but right. then you get in. It was no Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Rising. I'd never seen it. The TV series was quite good. But yeah, no. I mean, Silence of the Lambs is is great. It's yeah. up there with some of my favorite films of yeah. the time. Yeah, I, I, I think it's expertly made, uh, to, to every single second. Of that yeah. film, love it, love that film. And my choice was something a little more recent that I'm so glad got Oscar recog- you know, recognition. Um was Jordan Peele's Get Out. Fantastic film. So good. It's When I first watched it, I thought it was all right. I, I didn't really... I was in a screener full of people laughing and just... I mean, it is a horror comedy to a certain extent, but, you know, moments where it isn't meant to be funny. The standard modern-day cinema audience. Um, but then, you know, I watched it on Blu-ray when I showed Chris it for the first time, and I appreciate it so much more. It's got so much to say. And I know we said, you know, we didn't really choose anything that's you know, really important social commentary and whatnot. But this film does. You know, oh, this yeah. this film has so much to say, so much important things to say. And it's just a fantastic film. It's pure entertainment, amazing acting, and so worthy of its Oscar nomination. And Jordan Peele's later film... Um, Oscar win. It, oh, it did win. Yeah, it won, won. Uh, an award, didn't it? Yeah. It won for... a. Uh... Best original screenplay. Yeah, absolutely. And well-deserved, too. It's very well-written. Um, great cinematography, great soundtrack. And as I was about to say, um, Jordan Peele's Us, which I believe is actually a better film, um, was released this year. And even that's, you know, fantastic. He's such a promising filmmaker when it comes to oh, horror. Oh, I, I definitely think he's the future of horror. Yeah, I, I, he's producing a Candyman remake, and it's rumoured that Tony Todd's going to return as Candyman in that film. And if he does, that would be amazing. He's the per- Jordan Peele's the perfect man to put in charge of that film. I mean, I, I wonder how the Twilight Zone he I did has gone don't, out. Is it out already? I don't, is it out yet? I'm not sure. I, I don't think it's out in the UK. If it is out, yeah, it's then not it's out probably out in the America. UK. But you know, what are your thoughts on Get Out? Yeah, loved Get Out. I thought it was um, a really important film, and very much a sign of the times. Yeah. Still, you know, a horror film that managed to remember to be scary, funny at other points, but really gets you thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that, to me, that's a formula for a a really good film. And we're nearly at the end. What's your next choice and category? So, we've... Oh, is this, is this our last category? Um, yes. Second but last... The last one isn't really a category. Yeah, this is our last sort of category. category yeah. Um, so we chose Crazy Cults. Almost misread that there. Uh, <laughs> crazy Cults. So just films about cults, really. Lots of to choose from. I chose the original and best... Wicker Man. Oh, I thought we were doing Nicolas Cage Wicker Man. Oh, no, sorry. I, I think that needs a whole episode dedicated <laughs> to it. Um, no, I chose the Christopher Lee, uh, Edward Woodward's, Brett Eklund. Yeah. Uh, who directed it? Robert, Robert Hardy. Original from the 70s. 
fantastic film, really creepy, really eerie. I've yeah. never seen it. You've never seen it? You know this. I, first do, time I watch. do know. I, yes, but they don't, and I'm speaking on their oh. behalf. Yeah, oh, Christ, you were so shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this. It's something that's been on my watch list for such a long time. My choice is my favourite film this year, so far, Don't Make It All Change. It's the fantastic Midsummer. Um, this film just played on my mind for so long. It's just amazing. If you haven't seen this, watch it as soon as possible. It's coming out on Blu-ray on the 28th of October, which is why it's so late into our list. Uh, with the director's cut version, which I've heard is meant to be fantastic. It's perfection. It is horror cinema perfection. Um, you know, you don't get something like this come along often. It it was it's so well made, so effective, and uh, it's just so much to love about it. It's just it's not conventional. There's the whole thing that bar a couple of scenes are set in daytime, and that's what makes it so jarring when all this stuff goes down and. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, you? yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was creepy. Yeah. Really well acted. I think um, a lot of the uh, gore. Yeah, you know, it was very effective it, gore. It's, it's, a, it's a slow burn. It's not, it doesn't, you know, get to where it wants to go straight away, which is good. Yeah. Nice build of attention. Uh, Very good still character keeps your development. Interest. Um, you you know something's going down. Yeah. You know something's gonna happen, and that build up just builds the tension. You know so well. Yeah, re- really well made. And um, I said that Jordan Peele, I think he's the future of horror cinema, but then Ari Aster. Yeah. He's he's right there next to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he made last year's Hereditary, which is also yeah. equally as fantastic. It's I'm liking this really well-made... Sophisticated. Um, sof- it, yeah, to, to a certain extent. Sophisticated, um, you know, intelligent mm. horror films, you know? And we'll sit, you know, I'll sit there and I'll watch a, a brainless horror film and be entertained. It's great. Every so often, I like a bit of, a little bit more, a little, yeah. something a little extra, something really to 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 think about, because you know, we sit here and we're a podcast and we discuss films, mm-hmm. and you know if it's just, I mean we had a lot to talk about with feeders last week, but none of it, none of it was really, about cin- It's about how shit that film yeah. was, you know. I think... Which will be interesting for the next four weeks when we discuss about how good films are. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's something you can really sink your teeth into. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I'd Um, love to do an episode on Midsummer eventually. Um, Yeah. There's a lot to dissect with that film. I I do think so as well, yeah. Finally, our last two films, which we'll be watching on Halloween itself, 31st of October. There's no other choice. John Carpenter's Halloween... With the latest uh, David Gordon Green sequel, also called Halloween, um, from last year. I mean, what is there to say other than the fact that Halloween is one of the best horror films of all time? It's a fucking classic. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I it's need perfect. to say it's, anything. 
aged gloriously. I've we've watched it so many times since we've been together. I've watched it so many times since I was younger. It never gets old, and that's why it's my favorite film of all time. It, it it's just a great film. It it's perfect in every way. It it's a masterclass in building tension. Yeah, and it's like what I just said about Midsummer. Um, it's every scene in that film is you know a perfect build up of tension until that climax yeah and it's it's so well done and then the sequel and uh, the direct sequel from last year excellent it, you know it's so much fan service they they knew exactly what the fans wanted to see they gave them it and Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic in it so good Oh my god, Jamie Lee Curtis was phenomenal in that film. Yeah, and she recently won an award for it. What was the award? Uh, the Saturn Awards? Yeah, I mean, even though it's not exactly an Oscar or anything like that, it, it's still very well deserved. She yeah. was so good. She's And, and she's one of your faves, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of my favourites. Um, but she she really, truly was fantastic in that film. And it, it, they, it was more... It was the Halloween that you wanted... But still modern. They still kept it modern. Yeah. You know. And so it was gorier than the original. Um, yeah. No, I, I thought it was fantastic. And that's it for our 31 Days of Horror. Here are some... Honor- are we going over time? Is that Well, why? absolutely. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, we always... Like, uh, I feel like I need to stop now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I always say this is probably a longer episode anyway. So some honourable mentions. Um, films that... We've watched in the past on uh, for Halloween um, that we're not we probably will watch this year, but you know we're not including them in our thirty one days of horror classics. You should absolutely watch. We've got The Exorcist, Psycho, Suspiria, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Cat People. Um, that's one of yours that you put in. I've never seen. Yeah, Cat I love People. Cat People. Yeah. Uh, the Shining, Hellraiser, Trick or Treat. One of my favorites. That I watch every year. Night and Dawn of the Dead. Hal House, Scream, The Thing, and Wreck. You know, so many. I mean, that's only a few. We could go on for ages talking yeah, about the, films to watch Every single one of these categories, we could have chosen so many films, um, you know. Um, but these are the ones that we yeah, chose. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, people that have messaged us, um, my, our buddy Cameron, who lives near us, he, uh, he's Killer Flicks on Instagram, he said he'll be watching Halloween... Uh, reanimator and in his words the perfect Halloween film Hellraiser thoughts on that? yeah I think Hellraiser is a great film yeah. and a great choice it, for Halloween some of, the, some of the digital effects have uh, dated a bit but other than that it's, uh, it's a horror classic digital effects? yeah you know when they're doing the whole cube thing oh yeah but no oh, I mean the, me. the practical yeah. effects make up for it oh um, yeah it's yeah no yeah really great, great film. film dodgy sequels um, Jake Abel on if I'm pronouncing that wrong, forgive me, on Facebook as gave it an interesting one. Um, more sci-fi based. We've got Event Horizon, one of our choices. Uh, Pitch Black, the Vin Diesel film. And Dead Space Downfall, which I believe is based on the video game Dead Space. Have you played that? No. Terrifying. Is Loved it? Loved it. Yeah, oh. such a good game. Never checked out the films because, I mean, you know, there's obviously the whole thing surrounding video game films. Well, they're not meant to be that great, but I mean, you know, if it's good enough to make it on someone's uh, Halloween list, maybe it's worth checking out. Uh, Ramiro Caraman, who recommended Feeders to us. 
Thank you. <laughs> he will be watching the WNUF Halloween special. This is an interesting one. I had no idea what this was, so I googled it. And um, it's it kind of similar to Ghostwatch, prior to Ghostwatch. This is in the 80s. Um, it's an American show. I, I mean, I'm still not 100%, you know, an expert on what it what it is but um i'm curious to check it out it looks like it was a live tv event um trying to find the supernatural and whatnot so yeah it looks, it looks decent i may have to give it a watch uh wiz of gore on instagram is watching the creep show trilogy opinion um i i've never seen any three of any of i thought you've seen the first one no i own the first one i've never seen huh. it uh, I've only seen parts of Creepshow which is terrible you need to watch that soon Creepshow 2 I loved um, Creepshow 3 not so much good luck with that one was of gore it's uh, it's something but uh, you know we hope you enjoy it um, uh, my friend Luke he is watching uh, Vegan and Luke on Instagram if you want to go and give him a follow uh, Trick or Treat which again I watch every year Fantastic. I, amazing anthology film. Real old school feeling to it, you know, despite how modern it is. It's, an, it's a modern Halloween classic in my eyes. Showed you it last year? It's alright. Wrong answer. Um, <laughs> I think you need to watch it again. Why? Why do you feel it's like amazing. just because I don't think a film is as good as you think it is that I need to rewatch it until... <laughs> I I think it's a masterpiece. Why? Um, what, what do you think is going to change? I don't know. You know what's coming. You look at it a different way. Anyway. I'd have to remember. <laughs> He's, Luke is also <laughs> watching... Luke is also watching Southbound. Great film. Um, has a very detailed surgery scene, if I remember right, that had me squirming a bit. And Tales of Halloween, which is a lot of fun. Um, Golden Guinea Pig 100 on Instagram is... In Brightburn. Chris, what did you think to Brightburn? I hated Brightburn. <laughs> I didn't. Sorry. Sorry. If I we d- get unfollowed by Golden Guinea Pig. Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't like Brightburn. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it did anything that it's That's some good it's goal. set out to do. Mm, yeah. yeah, no, it was... Um, I thought it was a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah, it's alright. Nothing groundbreaking. That's it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next few weeks. Next week, we'll be talking about The Fog. The week after, we'll be talking about Sleepaway Camp. The week after that, we'll be talking about Ghostwatch. And the week after that, we'll be talking about Silence of the Lambs. And on Halloween itself, we'll be doing a bonus episode talking about our favourite Scream Queens. Yes. So much to talk about on that one. So much. It might be as long as this episode, which is our longest episode yet, I believe. Oh, it's even longer than Showgirls. Even longer than Showgirls. So when are we watching Showgirls over Halloween? Um, every <laughs> single day. <laughs> but we should... I, I think we're also going to try and watch some TV specials like The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror. The Sabrina the Teenage Witch Halloween special. Yeah, and maybe even... Uh, I mean, obviously, there's the uh, Sean the Sheep Farmer Geddes film. Maybe Wallace and Gromit Curse the Were-Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. Somewhere amongst our schedule. Um, but yeah... That's that's about it. Anything else you want to say? No, no. I think I think we've said enough now. Excited to get this underway? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am actually. 
it's nice. It's nice to see it all planned out. Some absolutely fantastic films that we're going to be enjoying. And Halloween 3 is in there as well. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, really excited. Let's get Halloween season started. I guess it's season of the witch. Now. I was watch very it right close now. to say, um... <laughs> Anyway, so if you're listening on iTunes, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It'd be a great help. Thank you for all your support recently and all the listens and whatnot. You know, we're getting a better reaction than we thought we'd get. And we didn't know what to expect at first. Um, If you're listening on SoundCloud or Podbean... We probably will now we're talking about good films. (laughs) If you're listening on SoundCloud or Podbean, give us a follow and a like. We'd really appreciate it. If you enjoy what you're hearing, share us. Um, Tell your friends. Uh, check us out on social media Horror Court Trash over on Instagram and Facebook Horror Court Trash on Twitter I'm Gazmo uh, 205 on Instagram GasCruise92 on Twitter and you are Chris Barker 823 on Instagram and Twitter even though I don't really use Twitter and we will see you same time same place next week Bye. Thanks. thanks for listening